2: All right, my talkers. Happy Hump Day. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia a little after little after five o'clock, and I feel like we should start this segment out with. Well, Brittany's not in studio, our friend Brittany, but Lori is going to give us one heck of a oh, review. Geez. So of the I, Woman I
0: finished in the me. book because I knew Julia is. I'm you're going to want to read this book, and this is the Woman in Me, Brittany Spears' book. I mean, it is. It is not. I don't know what I was expecting, but you f- you feel. Britney's authentic voice talking mm-hmm. the way she talks we have a parasocial relationship with Britney Yes. explain uh, what that means that we just feel we feel like we, we know her yes. we feel connected to her she's been around for so long we have a, there's always been something very sweet and innocent and naive like about very Britney. very naive and yes. you will find out why this is so when you read this book but It is a very moving, very raw, a very poignant, infuriating, like I want to know why people aren't in jail, mad, touching book. And it is uh, also funny as hell, self-deprecating, and you read all these headlines and you think the book has been ruined for you, but I promise you, you have to read it in her words as she's reliving this story. So the most, I mean, yes, people who know me know on this show that I cannot stand Justin Timberlake and I haven't been able to stand him for years and years. I, I have, I hold a grudge. Nothing will ever make me like him again, unless he grovels uh, and does something, you know, really heartfelt, which I don't think he's too, much of a hypocritical prima donna to do that, Julia. Okay, okay. So, um, and and Brittany shows him a lot of grace in the book, but she's also talking about, um, you know, they break up. They were together for three years, young love, yes, first totally each young. other, love. Yeah, yeah. You know, but she was devastated when he broke up, and she was making a video, broke up, it's over. You know, in a text, in a text, yep. and she was devastated. Donatella Versace invites her to Milan. I mean, she's got all these great, you know, different little stories. But soon after she got back from Milan, Justin, she's writing this, was preparing to release his solo album, Justified. And um, he played, I won't go into some of that detail. And then a month later, he released the video for his song, Crimea River, in mm-hmm. which a woman who looks like me cheats on him and he wanders around sad in the rain. In the news media, I was described as a harlot who broke the heart of America's golden boy. The truth, I was comatose in Louisiana and he was happily running around Hollywood. May I just say that on his explosive album, in all the press that surrounded it, Justin neglected to mention the several times he cheated on me. There's always been more leeway in Hollywood for men than for women. And I see how men are encouraged to talk trash about women in order to become famous and powerful, but I was shattered.
3: And this is Britney Spears' words from her memoir you read From her memoir.
0: Wow. And and the thought of my betraying him gave the album more angst. It gave it purpose. Bleep talking, an unfaithful woman. The hip-hop world of that era loved a storyline with the theme, Bleep you, Biatch. Mm-hmm. Getting revenge, but she's writing. You know, yeah, 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 getting yeah. revenge on women for d- perceived disrespect was all the rage at the time. Eminem's violent revenge on Kim, was huge. Mm-hmm. The only problem with the narrative was that in our case, it wasn't like that. Cry Me River did very well. Everyone felt very sorry for him, and it shamed me.
3: Here's the story. To the sentence. All right, here's here it is. I almost want to write it down and record you. Yeah, but this I know. is a recorded show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I haven't come to the sentence yet. Okay. I felt there was no way at the time to tell my side of the story. I couldn't explain because I knew no one would take my side once Justin had convinced the world of his version. Here's the sentence. I don't think Justin realized the power he had in shaming me. I don't think he understands. To this day, wow, damn. Mm. I mean, and I would say that's true, and I would I say would... this is why, like, women are devouring this book, and daughters, you know, uh, French public radio the reporter encouraged mothers to have their daughters read this book because of Brittany's experience with boys and men
3: at such a young age that yes. she writes the, about. Yes.
0: Then Brittany writes, and I didn't know this. After Crimea River came out, anywhere I went, I would get booed. I would go to clubs and I would hear boos. Once I went to a Lakers game with my little sister and one of my brother's friend, and the whole place, the whole arena, booed so me. I
3: can't imagine that because it still happens to this day. I can't imagine that shit, How horrible that would feel.
0: Yeah, Justin told everyone that he and I had had a sexual relationship, which some people have pointed out depicted me as not only a cheating slap, but a liar and a hypocrite. Hypocrite, Given that I had so many teenage fans, my managers and press people had long tried to portray me as an eternal virgin. Never mind that Justin and I had been living together, and I'd been having sex since I was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Was I mad at him? about being out sexually act just no i was glad justin said that i don't know why you know so she does write about these different things but he has never understood and he did it for so long mm-hmm. you know years and years after you know cry me a river and that was sort of the high point of his career but you know there's been a lot of think pieces out there uh about justin but i think the the bigger story is Brittany's story herself is so good. And Justin is just a piece of it. The people that really did her dirty. Let me tell you this. Okay, let me just... Lori read the
3: memoir, if you're just joining us. Let me share you one
0: thing about why she's so angry. Well, her dad, she will never talk to him again, nor should she. He's toxic. But her mom, you know, Brittany, what is done to her i don't think we were aware of and um but everything was falling apart for britney she's done in vegas her dad like as she's done, in the
3: conservatorship now it's she's like way 2014 in the conservatorship. she's
0: beyond depressed that every aspect of her life is controlled and there's and there's uh her mom with a book out and every time her mom does an interview they show videos of her with her shaved head and everything she's doing and And, um, my mom would go on talk shows and spend hours talking to people, all the things that were wrong with me. And, um, and then she writes, you know, and she was in the throes of severe postpartum depression when her mom wrote this book. And then she writes in those days, I know I wasn't the brightest bulb on the tree. It's the truth. But what plenty of people took away from my mother's book was, Oh, Brittany's so bad. Her book even made me believe I was bad. And she did it at a time when I already felt so much shame. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, it makes me want to cry. The last thing um, I would do anything for my children, the last thing I would do would be cut my hair into a bob and put on a tasteful pantsuit and sit down on a morning show set across from Meredith Bleep and Vieira and make money off my child's misfortune. Oh, (laughs) Bam. I'm checking the year that this came out. Sometimes I talk trash on Instagram. People don't know why I have such anger toward my parents, but I think if they were in my shoes, they would understand. And it is horrific what her father did to her. Yeah. And they kept it a secret from her that she could hire her own lawyer.
3: Oh, is, see, to me, that's just so... Oh. They yeah, kept yeah, yeah, that yeah. a secret. And her mom was the f-
0: friends with the governor of Louisiana, and he could have told her at any time her mom... Could
3: have told her. Oh. Her sister could have told her. Her why, brother. Why didn't anyone come? Why because didn't Because they...
0: was the money train. It's it's sad but true. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and then oh my gosh, you. Will the cry. title
3: of her mom's book is called "Through the Storm." Yeah, it came out in two thousand eight. It was not; she wasn't in Vegas, so this is right in the thick of it. She's got the two she's young the children. Two kids. She's just got divorced from Federline yes. in two thousand seven. So she's Vegas. She's yes. losing custody. This is this is when the conservatorship was brand new. She's she just getting her ready to start happening.
0: You hear about why she locked herself in the bathroom? It is. Unbelievable how she was treated like a criminal and that her dad, a drunken, bankrupt bum, got to become a multimillionaire off of her. And Lou Taylor and TriStar Entertainment, why aren't they in jail? Why aren't the feds investigating them? It is criminal what they did. They, she was held against her will, Julia, mm-hmm. after she refused to do Las Vegas. And they made it, paint, brought, let out things like everything was fine. Her family, no one ever. She Why didn't, didn't know. her brother?
3: Because her brother she was her champion. He she was did.
0: for a while. And then he, you know, they have a, she came from a very screwed up she family. She did have a. But Tony from France said uh, she was listening to French public radio. Okay. And Brittany's book is number one in France. And um, the reporter woman said she is not a bimbo. She is great. And she was used. And she made a lot of people a lot of money. Buy it and make sure your daughters read this. Wow. Okay. Because Brittany also, I think the thing that I really heard her say in her book is, you know what? As girls, we're brought up to be people pleaser. And she's a girl from the South, sir and ma'am. And sometimes you're too good of a good girl. And this is a thing that, Women, girls need to be tougher. Yes. Yeah. And you know, my dad was very, t- you know, kind of tough. He was, and I always think, you know, I'm glad that he did because I had no idea all the sexism and BS that I would run into. That I just plowed through, and I didn't care if anyone called me a bitch. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's more often than not, women, girls. We want people to like us, right? And it's squeaky. in our nature. It's, it's just kind nature. of it's innate. And it was very much, you know. It's Brittany she- was just like she really was a sweet girl who went back and she got signed by a talent agent at eight years old, right. but would go to Broadway and do, and then come back and be a kid who played basketball in Kentwood. I mean, and then her mom and dad were just he uh, had no protection. No, she had no, no protection. protection. Yep. It 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 is it is fascinating to read it in its whole, uh, you know,
3: and everything's taken out of context because there's this whole alluding to her putting Christina Aguilera down. No, and all sudden. She, she didn't no. even say it. So I just think the headlines are so misleading, and I and like headlines read it this continue
0: quick. to be somewhat misogynistic. But I will say that the one thing. That a lot of headline people like are facts, and the facts is that Brittany is now on a Guinness World Record for fastest-selling book, beating out some Harry Potter book now. Really, she's now set two Guinness records, you guys. That's amazing. She
2: is on with fire. this
0: book, so and you know, I, I don't think I'm overhyping it or anything. I. I don't know how you could not read this book and be moved. And be moved. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. All right. Thanks, Laura. We're going to come back with the Dirt Alert.
2: Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction. You're licensed hometown experts for anything exterior for your home, like siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, back in the day, Mike and the Hoffman crew had a show here on Sundays, and they're here now to help you, my talkers, out with any of your home exterior needs, whether it be, you know, some storm damage that you may have received this summer. Let's get that done before winter. You don't want to put that off until next spring and make it a headache for next spring. Get it done now because, like I said, a headache that you don't want to deal with, the people, the crew at Hoffman Weber Construction will take care of all of your needs. And Dawn is a customer of hers and gave them a five-star review. She said, Aaron is by far one of the best professionals that I've worked with in the home construction sector. We had hail damage in a recent storm and Aaron was very thorough in taking photos and educating us on the next steps. He served as a liaison for us with our homeowners insurance and combed through every single detail to ensure nothing was missed. Like I said, no one wants to deal with insurance and companies and Hop and Weber Construction will take care of that for you. So if you want the same experience Dawn did, go to HW." Construction.com today. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Grant. What's up, guys? Thank you for that awesome breakdown of Britney's new book
0: oh just sharing a little bit of oh, it oh I can't mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I'm sure it was quite the journey and I'm sure a lot of people are excited to go on that journey all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey Stephen Diener hosted the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person
2: behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But let's go on a journey of our own here. And we're going to step into the Taylor Swift effect uh, that she has had With uh, Travis Kelsey. So just a couple things to bring up here. One I want to bring up, uh, the NFL and CBS scored strong viewership uh, this last week when the Kansas City Chiefs took on the set. San Diego, I say that, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, They beat the L.A. Chargers 17-31, or 31-17, but they scored 24.4 million viewers, which was the most-watched program of the week on any network, and it was the most-watched game of Week 7 in 10 years in NFL history.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, the Taylor Effect. There you go. Sprinkle that glow up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Well, you can sprinkle some of that glow up on tra- Travis Kelsey himself. Yeah. He was on his podcast with he, the way we've talked about with his brother that, that he has with his brother, mm-hmm. talking about the effect that Taylor has had on him while he plays the game. And even his coach is acknowledging this is kind of fun. So the athletes t- together, Jason and Travis, he said that. Do you know how good it is to have you know Taylor on the sidelines when you're playing? This is his brother. Uh, Taylor, or excuse me, I'm getting all the names Jason. mixed. It. Jason asking Travis, Do you know how good it is when for you when trap when Taylor is on the sidelines? You are averaging ninety-nine yards a game whenever Taylor Swift is watching that to your forty six point five yards per game. Wow. When Taylor Swift is not. That's unbelievable. Whoa. doubles it. <laughs> and doubles it up. And well, he,
0: who doesn't want to show off for their girlfriend or their boyfriend? Exactly. <laughs> so
2: and and he asks if he's aware of that. He goes, How could I not be yeah, aware of that's that? You know so and, great.
0: and it, oh, I love this in our rom com. This is a detail that just enriches the story. <laughs> right, and
2: even more cool part about it is Travis Kelsey's coach, Andy Reid. They call him Big Red. Has embraced this as well, and he and his brother brought up the fact that he is embracing it, saying that uh, Andy Reid has taken note that the, of the Taylor Swift effect, stating that um, he uh, where is it here? Oh yeah, Taylor can stay around how as long as she wants, as mm-hmm. long as he keeps playing as well as he does. And oh,
0: the, I mean, I saw Ed. I know by his first name, Ed Kelsey. He was talking to to uh, Nichelle Turner on Entertainment Tonight. <laughs>
3: okay, you're so funny. and, and
0: That's she, the dad. That's the mm-hmm. dad. And she said, how is it? Uh, what do you think of those two? And he said, I just think it's great. They're two wonderful people. Love it. I mean... This is also a good a little flourish to the rom-com.
2: To the rom-com, adding to that, when Travis Kelsey, they were out, they were stepping out for sw- with, uh, for a date last week, Travis brought up the fact that uh, he stepped in for her security guards because he said, I feel like whenever I'm on a date, I'm always having the sense that I'm the man in the situation, so I wanted to open the door for Taylor, not her security staff. So well, he's, he's courting her a little bit. I like that. He's being a gentleman, you know, but... Yeah, he's just it's it, it's all around very very fun situation. But let's jump over to Cheryl Burke. She was on uh, Chris Harrison's podcast to talk about how she was. Uh, there was some uh, there was a statement that was put out there that Bachelorette producers claimed Chris Harrison vetoed her and called her a sloppy drunk when she was brought up for a name to potentially be a Bachelorette. Well, she went on Chris Harrison's podcast and asked him about this. Said, "Hey, did you say this?" And he said absolutely not. I did not say this. They would never give me that kind of power. Now they he did mention that they would ask for my opinion on certain people and I would give my two cents but they wouldn't take it for 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 anything. Wow,
0: so she asked him. It. She mm-hmm. confronted
2: him mm-hmm. on his podcast oh. and he said, "Hey, no, I never" felt that way. I've never had that much power. Did she
3: have a drinking problem? I she did. She okay. did. She's sober now. She is okay. sober she now.
2: Did. She's been sober mm-hmm. since I believe it's uh 2019, twenty nineteen. Twenty nine yeah, yeah,
3: not not four or five four years,
2: maybe yeah, yeah. four years or so. Yes. Yeah, that would have
3: so. been um
0: I, I can't see them casting her as The Bachelor. I don't know why. I always think they just cast unknown, make regular maybe people Maybe they have were hope. trying to make it something different though. Yeah. yeah like we've
2: got with the golden. You
0: yeah, know. but Cheryl Burke. I mean, it's like of all the reality people out there.
2: Good point, but 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 you know, it's kind of funny how producers threw him under the bus when, in actuality, he's saying that it was. Not him at all, but, uh, let's go with to- some other producers. <laughs> other producers. Yeah. This is a f- crazy story. Christine or Kristen Cavallari, Cavallari, excuse me, a former of what was the show? that the she, Herald, the, the, Hills. the Hills. Thank you. And she used to date, uh, the Chicago Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler, her married. former married husband. They, they broke up in 2020, but she talked about how a former ex of hers met up, wanted to meet up for coffee. And in the meantime, while they met up for coffee, got in a hit and a run on the way. Now, that's that this is He's very...
0: making it a business to go out and talk, giving people a dating advice. I think
2: this is hilarious. So <laughs> Jeff Dye is his name. She did not mention his name in her podcast when she was talking about it. But it has come out that this gentleman was Jeff Dye. He asked her to come meet her for coffee. He was 20 minutes late. She waited reluctantly, got there. Police showed up. Asked if they drove together. She said, no, they didn't drive together. Took him away. And then he was arrested and put in cuffs and taken away for a hit and run. That was their last date ever. (laughs) I would say. And the funniest part. I don't know if it was. It was actually. Because in this whole situation, the crazy thing is, is he actually called her the next day. Was like, hey, I got out of jail. I'm still interested in getting coffee. Would you like to go out again? And she said, hell no. I mean, in a much more, uh, I can't say it on radio, but absolutely bleep and not, she said. So, (laughs) very, very funny story there. And uh, we'll just wrap this one up here with um, unfortunately, we talked about how the B-52s were going to be performing at the White House uh, in honor for... Did we
3: talk about that? Did
0: uh, we know about
2: that? Julia did uh, during Random Thoughts. You brought up the B-52s, I believe. I
3: talked about... Yeah, okay, sure. Maybe,
2: maybe not. But the B-52s were set to perform at the White House for the di- White House dinner for Australian Prime Minister Anthony Abilence. Abel- have they
0: canceled this appearance? They have
2: canceled Damn it. 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 They're going to be there, but Jill Biden basically said that to reporters, it's appropriate at this time that we do not with the climate of what's going on yeah, over in and Israel. Yes. No so rock lobster. No rock That's lobster. True. But That's they are invited true. to the dinner. They're still going to have the dinner. They're just not going to play their party songs because they want to make sure that they're you know paying respects to what's going on in the crime.
3: Okay. Yes. All right. Hey gang, it's Lori and Julia here from Minneapolis Plastic Surgery, and um, we keep getting requests, direct messages, Lori on Instagram, asking. You know, tell me about your experience with Minneapolis plastic surgery. They know that we worked with Dr. Jarvis. I know people that have gone to Dr. Tholen and loved it. Yes. Dr. Singh is there as well. And you and I saw Dr. Jarvis in two thousand and four.
0: What we were on, we didn't, we didn't really say anything. We were quiet about yes. our plastic surgery, but we did brow lifts and and I eyelids. eyelids. I we mean, were we were so really, happy.
3: We did it so, and it was just wild. But I, you we happy. With we trust you need to trust who you're going yes, to. And I think yes. um, we highly recommend Dr. Jarvis, Dr. Tholen, who I've known many people have gone to before, as well as Dr. Singh. And the whole way that they work there
0: I mean, we, and there are nurses there that were there when we were there. But from consultation to follow up, they're a wonderful staff. And if you, uh, Want to have as many appointments as
3: you need? You can. Yeah, and go co- have a consultation there at no charge.
1: And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was
3: quite the scandal. It was quite the scandal. Okay, so yesterday, um, the Millie Vanilli documentary dropped on Paramount Plus. Mm. And I watched probably 40 minutes of it today. And basically, that this- always comes up, just so you know, is the biggest. Scandal in music. It is because it was so unbelievable. So let me just give you some history. Okay. So it was um, Fab Morvan and Rob Pilates. It looked like Pilates, but it's something different. One was German, one was French. They met on the dance circuit. There are these two black guys that could dance, and they were the only black guys on the kind of the hip hop dance circuit at the time. And had a good gorgeous looking. look. They did, and they kind of connected. Um, one, Rob was gay and that's the one that's passed away. Mm-hmm. Fab wasn't and he's married now. But these two had an immediate connection and then they just started kind of being backup dancers in, for all the European shows, um, in Germany. Well, mm-hmm. pretty much in Germany. Mm-hmm. And they would, um, model because they were so beautiful and then they kind of, um, they heard they wanted. Well, what else can we do? You know, this is these are two guys who wanted money. It's like nineteen eighty three? Okay, so they meet this fame. They you know this guy says I got the number one music producer in Germany at the time. His name is Frank Faran, and he was the producer of Bodie M. Do you remember Bodium, Ra Ra Masterpiece? European, you know, people would know this. Yeah. They were big in e- Europe. Dance, EDM. Dance, EDM. Dance music just dance. Or EDM something. wasn't even invented okay, yet, but dance, dance music. All right. So they got a meeting with this Frank Farron, And um, they go to this meeting. This guy says, I, I'll hook you up with this guy. And he's like this big producer. So they go to the studio and have this meeting with him and his secretary, who's also his girlfriend, Ingrid. Um, they talk about it, you know, they have the boy, they're like, yeah, we really want to work with you. We want to develop you. Um, why don't you sign this contract? So the boys, the general, they were young at the time, never looked at the contract, okay. didn't look at anything and were super excited because they couldn't pay rent. They didn't yeah. have any money. They didn't eat. You know, they were just gig to gig to gig to yeah, gig, yeah. you know, every like everyone so they was signed that day. Yeah,
0: probably. Of course. And oh, they geez. didn't
3: have anyone look at it. And they know this guy's the guy behind one of the biggest bands right now in Germany, this Body M. So they sign it. You know, they're getting kind of some money. They're changing their look. They put in hair extensions for them. They're just kind of getting their look ready and all this kind of stuff. And then they meet with Ingrid again. And um, she tells him, because it's the next meeting, like they were called in and they're thinking that we're going to start recording. So she calls him in and says, here's the deal. We want you, but you're not going to sing on your albums. Oh, you're not you know. going to sing your music. None of that. They, they told them that. They told yeah, them that right okay. then, and they're like, "What? What are you talking about? We're not going to sing. I thought we were hired to sing. Well, in the in the contract you signed, you know, I don't even know if it said that in it, but it must have said something. Mm-hmm. But he basically said, if you don't go through with this, not singing on your music, and you they were always- just. You owe us all the the advance we gave you, which was maybe fifteen thousand dollars. But at the time, it felt like this huge amount of money. Right, and it, and you need to pay us back immediately. Mm-hmm. So they're in this catch twenty two and just completely stunned because they thought, oh my gosh! So made basically,
0: it. we have a right to your likeness, yep. kind of a thing, right? And can right. package you however. We're we going to package
3: you however you want. So then they reach out to this guy, um, Brad Howell, who's a singer. He's uh, another uh, black guy, Mm -hmm. and um, basically Brad Howell is the sound. He's the music. He's the singer. And he has to, and when um, Frank Farren reaches out to Brad and says, you're going to be singing, but you're not the face. This is so confidential. If you tell anybody, you're going to pay me back all the money.
0: Uh Did they pay him a lot of money to do it?
3: Not a lot. lot. I mean, he talks now, back then he kind of supported this producer more, but now he speaks like, I don't know why I supported I him. He exposed okay. so many um, black groups and just took all of our money. Mm. No one ever had any money. So they, Millie Vanilli, go underground, kind of, they can't go in. You know, this Brad guy can't go into the front door. Millie Vanilli can be seen, but they're never in the studio with any musicians. Wow. So there's this whole underground thing that's being done to make sure no one knows that these guys aren't laying down the track. Right. But Brad is laying down the tracks. Oh, wow. So it ends up they get this sound together and the guys. Oh, when they met with the producer the very first time, he plays the sound the back so- sound to this. Grant, can you play? So they play that. And they're like, yeah, this is our sound. We like this. This is so us. And then you're never going to sing. They start marketing them. They get this this re- song released and ready to go, and it does very well in Europe, and very well. But then it's time to repackage it because. Who's our guy that does um, all the stuff? Artista, uh, what's his name? Arista, Clive Davis. Yes, Clive Davis wants to do an album with these guys because they sold so many. So it's all this confidential, weird. Oh stuff. my god! So no I'm one's ever, no one had a No one's break ever down. in the studio at the same time. There's musicians never around these two. The album comes out. Neither of their names are on the album oh. as, as vocals. There's like no name. It's just bizarre and weird. And so then. It comes time. They won um, a Grammy. I believe they already won for Best New Artist. Artist. Their album sold 6 million copies. I added. I did too. The Mm -hmm. very first one sold 6 million copies. And then they had an MTV live performance. And the track kept skipping. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And then they were exposed. Mm -hmm. And then just demonized. Just demonized. There's these very young, in the early 20s guys. Cause like they were, came they, up with the idea right, when actually right. they were
0: conspired they against. They were
3: conspired, and everyone was against them and turned against them. And, and Frank is making all the money off the record. And Ingrid oh says, gosh. they knew what they were signing. These oh, guys geez. knew. And so young. And it was just flat out. They had no voice. They weren't that bright. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any representation. They, they didn't spoke, have any money. They probably didn't French and speak, German.
0: Yeah, French and German. So English way so just
3: off. Criminalized. They took wow. their Grammy away. Wow. Blah blah blah. Huge, huge. I remember when it came out. I, I was like, too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got that. It's going to be worse something. In like concert. Like that. <laughs> I oh feel gosh. like I saw them They played at the fair. I
2: bet. I, I actually have the audio from that MTV concert oh, where it starts it. to skip. Yeah. So that's the song we just heard, but it, it, it's going to play, and then you'll notice where the skip comes okay. in. It's very obvious. <laughs> oh, that's bad.
3: And it was live. Yeah. And that's all, like they they Ashley Simpson
0: SNL when the yes. track for a completely different song
3: came yeah. on. Oh. But these guys, this is it. And yeah. then they're so exposed, wow. and they lived in fear of being exposed, even while they were, you know, being really popular, they just wanted family. One was adopted and lived in a horrible family. One, I and mean, they just wanted to be. That was good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. I want to get back into it again, yeah. but then I have the Brittany thing, and yeah, then I have John Stables. Mm-hmm. I'm people are fighting for my time right now. Yes, I know. Um, but um, Rob then ends up dying by an accidental overdose of alcohol and prescription pills. No. And Fab is still alive today, and he, we're going to hear more of his story, but it was really... Is he part of the, is he yeah. in the, yes, the he documentary? Yes, he is in the documentary. And the guy whose voice they use during the whole thing is talking, Brad Howell, and he says, you know, at the time I was told to follow the line because they paid me money and that was it. But now I just can't believe what mm-hmm. this guy did to expose all these black groups and all these African American men yeah. and and women in Germany and in Europe and take and advantage just take advantage of everyone and just rob wow. them all. Mm-hmm. Wow! So I just think it's really good. It's on Paramount Plus, Millie Vanilli. It's captivating. Yeah, and right. sad, but it's eye opening, and it was such a big scandal.
0: Yeah, it's considered the biggest music scandal I in modern it. music uh, history. The Extent of it, it always pops up as number one whenever I'm looking for scandalous stories. Sometimes I forget and I put in music scandals, in and Millie Vanilli is always the number it one is. thing. But there's, I don't know that we've ever had like a documentary telling the story.
3: No, and, and they said this new documentary will rethink how you think of Millie Vanilli's mm-hmm. legacy instead yeah. of these guys cheating yeah. us right. and being bad and faking us all out. They were just vic- caught up. They were yeah. victims. Yeah, they yeah. were caught
2: up in a I, hole.
3: They didn't have legal representation. This oh. guy is a bigger than life producer. Sounds like what happened to Britney. Yeah,
2: hey,
0: hers went on lower.
3: You know, her allowance was
0: $2,000 a week when she was in Las Vegas. Oh, my. She's making thousands of dollars, and her allowance was two. And she didn't have and a Daddy phone right. she, I It's, it's just, just, it's so shocking the way people can be betrayed. <sighs>
2: Yeah. I mean to make some money. And all the media money, greed, and, you about, and you think about
3: and then you think about the media's role because mm-hmm. um these two guys were bullied nonstop, but yes, no one could get to the bottom of the story, even if they, they told their story, no one would believe them. Right. Because they're just it two sounded, models that just wanted a good gig. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly that's they were great how, dancers.
2: That's how I, mm-hmm. you know, until you just told me this story. And I really got involved in it. I, I always pictured them as just like, like you said, the cheaters, the guys yeah. no. that wanted to get no. ahead, no. but it wasn't even there. Right, no. even wow. before
3: they did anything, wow. it's like, you're never going to sing for us. <sighs> you're the face.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, so anyway. All right, good one, Jules. Watch it, it's on Paramount+. It's really good. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging
0: out with us. Thanks for the Britney song. Well, um, the one thing that, uh, you know, Took off very quickly yesterday when Britney's book came out was Michelle Williams, the actress, reading Britney's book. There's just a short introduction at the beginning of yes. the book that's Britney reading exactly what you see in yeah. the book. And then it's Michelle Williams. And apparently... There were several A list actors. That wanted the gig? Yes. I love that. Yes. And uh, Michelle Williams. But um, don't you think it's better that she didn't read it? For sure. For sure. Because it would have been too painful. Too emotional. For her. That's was why I was already say painful enough reading it on the page. I don't know how you tell that story in your words the what she went through the audio of her yeah no, i don't think you could no. you'd cry the it whole needs time. to be yeah. narr- there it, it is right that it's narrated so michelle williams was just clocking up people were just like wow this is amazing and first there was like oh, this is the michelle williams the actress not destiny's child oh, funny. you know blah 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 and early on in the in the book at, you know britney's you know writing about you know the the romance and you know she and Justin were they met at Mickey Mouse Club and stuff the Mickey Mouse Club but you know really they were as you always are there's something very special about your first love young love you know all of that people we have it everyone has that in common you know how you feel and she and Justin were in New York and in sync was going on so he's making the transition from Mickey Mouse Club yes. she already You know, has to, and they're in New York and they're just in love and walking around the city. And so here we go. This is, I bet, I bet Justin Timberlake just is like going crazy over this. The LA Times (laughs) even did a story on it because they're calling it um, the greatest... Clip of audio since Watergate. Oh,
3: stop. That's
0: hysterical. <laughs> Not the LA Times isn't calling that, but that just how much attention it got for her interpretation of Britney telling a story
1: about her and JT, but she calls them J in the book. Here we go. Band in sync was what people back then called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In sync, hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. (laughs) One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, fochis, fochis, Genuine, what's up, homie? I'm uncomfortable. After Genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, full shoes, full shoes, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, "Okay." F- that's Debut. funny. And then she said, "The very next thing he did was they
0: went to a shop and he got a giant tea necklace."
3: Oh, that's really okay. That's oh hysterical. Gosh. It's funny. We got a we got an email from um, yeah. Brian who said. Um, Allman, yeah. I'm not here to defend JT. I'm sure he's a D-bag, but don't be fooled by his relationship with Jessica Beale. Yes, they have children, but it's been widely reported for years that mm-hmm. they have Separate been seeing, se- seeing other people. And when he was photographed holding hands with his co-star a few years ago, Jessica was in a relationship with a woman. I don't know if their relationship was ever real, but they've definitely been dating other people for years. So that's maybe another perspective.
0: Well, this is yes. a, another reason why Jessica could use this. Let like, she could use the Britney book as a reason to finally be done with him. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was Alicia Wainwright when they were on screen love interest from uh, Crushed. Yeah, it was the, called the, Crushed. Uh,
0: it was filmed in New Orleans.
2: It was filmed someone in New Orleans. Said,
0: someone said to me once about um, actors behaving badly or musicians wanting to behave badly when they really want to misbehave they all go to new orleans well i was just there because not it doesn't get reported there isn't paparazzi there's a code and they're like everybody knows that when you see people show up in new
3: orleans if they're not there for a movie they're doing bad things and i'm like is that true I was just there. Yeah. And there isn't, you can see, you're right. We never see paparazzi in New Orleans. It's kind of like a low key. Oh, weren't you? Everyone is buzzed there. Weren't you you
2: at the Absinthe House there? Yes. This is where this took place. I
0: I
3: told Julia to go
0: there. I said (laughs) it was so blatant because the Absinthe House up on that second floor. Yeah. Anyone walking by can look up and you always kind of look up because you want to see, is there a balcony spot? Could we go sit up there if it's a... Different time because it's kind of fun to be up top and looking at people.
2: So it's the only place where, like, you know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but it's actually New Orleans. New Orleans. (laughs) I like that. Apparently, there's a lot
0: of swingers, there's a lot of porch lights that are burning brightly of different colors. Honestly, okay. Let me just tell
2: you.
3: Okay. Let Uh me tell you. Well, I feel like it's like Vegas. Oh, no. To me, it was. You get in, get out. Maybe, but there's more
0: ingrained. Oh, societal yeah, I don't oh, uh, Vegas is Vegas anonymous. Is, no, anonymous, of course, anonymous. but it's a place
3: that you get in and you get out. That's so how I, to I speak.
0: Kim. So oh, to geez. speak. All
3: right. <laughs> light is Here. Blue. Here we go. All right. Tonight, what we can be seeing is for those of us housewife fans or maybe some new fans, Beverly the 13th Hills? season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We have two new housewives. Mm hmm.
0: I f- I'm already exhausted thinking that the whole season is going to be Kyle About and Kyle. Maurizio. And, and I- here's why. Yeah.
3: Because already tonight on Watch What Happens Live, because after the show, they always have people on from the show. Mm. It, they're not even pairing up good people. It's Kyle it? Richards and Teddy Mellencamp, who's oh, not even boo. on the show. Boo. So they're not even having Gab- Gabrielle or... Union U- or, U- or anyone U- good. Gabrielle yeah. Union isn't on um, it. It's Garcelle, Garcelle Bouvet. Yeah, no. They're I not know. having any other people with her, so I already feel like that's a cop out. Hey, Bravo! Tell us you're trying to do Scandal without trying to do Scandal. Okay. No. Here's the other thing: Jimmy Fallon, Cam- Cameron Cameron De- Diaz is on tonight. We haven't Whoa. seen her for a long time.
0: Yeah. We have not
3: seen her uh-uh. on the couch. And, in forever. and who has never been on Jimmy Kimmel's couch is coming on tonight: Meg Ryan really yes
0: that is so there's it she's
3: got a netflix movie coming out
0: i'm i'm surprised she can promote it maybe it got made well we'll see maybe she's
3: yeah i think it was an independent movie Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a rom-com what happens when this diverse couple yeah she must have a
0: after waiver and they made the movie under the what they're striking Mm
3: -hmm. for getting they paid Mm -hmm. everyone at that level i'm excited i am to olivia rodrigo was on Jimmy Fallon last yes. night and she got in the car with his kids when they went to school. It was
2: very funny.
3: Their daughter, Jane is hysterical.
2: Yeah. That movie we were just talking about—what happens later? That's where yes. they yes. meet in an airport, remember? Yes. And they were dating said. before, yeah. and now yes. they come back. What could have happened later? This one oh. looks good. Oh gosh! And Palmer was the name of the Justin Timberlake. Uh, yes, Palmer. Something. And I, Palmer. I heard it wasn't a bad movie. It actually isn't. I—I I, now that I've—I've I've seen it. He's, yeah. he's an old football player. Goes back to his hometown. Takes on this kid, and it's actually a really good movie. But yeah, the what happened out of it wasn't the greatest. Yeah.
0: Thing. And yeah. how about uh, the fall of the Hush- Usher? The fall of the
2: house of Vosher. Usher. I am addicted. I got three in last night and I wanted to go more. You're right. Once you get through that first episode, you know. it is just Saracen scary, though. Very scary. From
3: Friday Night Live. Oh, is he in it? Yes. Maddie's young Okay. Well, I haven't Version done this yet. So I, I, I couldn't make it past the first one, but I will work on that. You, that there's too much to do. There's there a lot of good There's, there's too much to there's do. There's too, too much going on. We too get much. It. And it's Halloween. That's right. Why are you saying it like that? It's Halloween. Yeah. I don't know. We should be halloweening. I don't know. I I I'm gonna be um, grunge Barbie. I, I
0: haven't Barbie seen. I haven't out. seen.
3: We haven't talked about it. Oh, You're actually, already. Yeah, it's a surprise. Oh, it's a. Ship. Imagine what does
0: <laughs> grunge Barbie look like? I'll do my best to fulfill. There All you right. go. All right, mm-hmm. we'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.